So hello, my name is Christian Fischer and I'm a landscape respectively environmental planner, landscape ecologist and nature protectionist. And I also studied the sociological systems theory developed by Niklas Luhmann. And what I'm doing here is trying to explore system theory concepts to find out to what extent these concepts are applicable within the framework of environmental planning and nature protection. And in my first and last podcast, I talked about the first concept that is very fascinating for me. And this is the necessary precondition of a possibility and how I think this concept can build a bridge between utilitarianism on the one side and holism on the other side. These two very different and irreconcilable positions um, yeah, argue a lot, basically like cats and dogs, really. And by starting there, I tried to show you where I want to arrive at, namely to build this bridge between utilitarianism and holism. Um, but I did not necessarily show you how we are getting there. And I don't just want to show you how to get there either. I actually want to go there with you and really take you on a journey. So that's the journey. That's the, the plan I have in mind. And I hope you join the conversation and give your input, um, bring your ideas and actually make this a dialogue and not a monologue. So hopefully you join in future conversations. I will schedule the next, um, yeah, I think the next um, podcast will be pre-announced and I will hopefully have somebody to talk to with you. So, but today I want to go one step back and um, at the same time, dive a little deeper into the theory, the systems theory of Niklas Luhmann and explore a few distinctions in theorems that we will actually need for our further exploration. And I won't go too deep, but I think it's necessary and fruitful for further podcasts. So next time will be more practical, I promise. But this time we have to understand the core concept of systems theory, according to Niklas Luhmann, and this is observance. Observance is what I would translate the German word um, Beobachtung, Beobachtung, observance. Observance is basically um, what not the system is doing, but observance is the system. But observance has nothing to do with anybody's eyes. So observance is not about seeing. Observance in the context of this theory is understood as the operation of observance without the need for any observer. This is very important. So it's not me, it's not you who is observing, but observance is observing. And observance in operation is the system. So there's no observer, only observance. And the actuality of this operation of observance is the system. That is how observance is defined within Niklas Luhmann's systems theory. And I know how awful that sounds, but I hope you stay with me. We can really communicate about Luhmann's, we can't really communicate about Luhmann's systems theory without understanding this very unique concept of what observance means and 
how it is actually the system. So again, observance is not something someone does. It is not even what the system is doing. It is the system and only if observance is operational, the system is, yeah, existent, so to speak. And there are a few criteria for observance, just four. It's not too bad. So what observance in Luhmann's theory actually means, first, um, when, I, when I say we actualize a difference, again, we don't actualize a difference, not in Luhmann's theory. We don't even exist in Luhmann's theory. The system is observance and observance is the operation of the system. So when I say we actualize a difference, it's easier to say it like that, but keep in mind, we don't. <laughs> we don't actualize a difference. Um, the, a difference is actualized, I should say, but it sounds very counterintuitive to phrase it like that. So I will just say, we do this, we do that. But keep in mind that in Newman's systems theory, we don't do anything. The system is operational and there's no we, there's no you, there's no me in the system. Just the operationality of the system itself and the system is observance. So an observance means actualizing a difference. Like for example, falling, standing could be a difference. And we just take this as a we, you know, we take this difference, falling, standing, and we are marking one side of this difference. Let's just say falling. And we are referencing this distinction. Let's observe a falling tree, for example. And then observance is only observance if it is further processed within the system. And then we got communication. So for observance, for the operational system, we need a difference like falling standing, marking one side of it like falling, referencing it, a falling tree, and then communication. So somebody, or I shouldn't say somebody, but the observance is further processed within the system. Then we got all boxes checked. Newman is happy. The theory is <laughs> happy. We got it all figured out. That is what observance in a systems theory context means. So in this theory, falling trees do not only make no sounds, but they are also not part of the system, unless, of course, they are observed. And by the way, there are no parts at all in this system. The system is not the world or the universe or whatever else we could observe. And we are not even observing, as I said. Only observance is observing. We are observations of the system. That is interesting too. But the most interesting part of this, and we, we just need this um, definition to work with it. It's the basic definition of what the system is, what observance means. So only observance is observing. Observance is the system. One difference, marking one side of it, referencing this side, falling standing, falling, falling tree, and then processing further in this system. That's all we need. So the system is actually 
uh, is the actuality of observance, as I said. With all the boxes um, checked, we just introduced in the last few minutes now. Um, so everything else that is not system, that is not observance in actuality, as I said, is the environment of the system. So, but it's very important to keep in mind that the environment of the system just means whatever system is not. So system is observance. So the environment of the system is, so to speak, the unmarked space of the system. But it, it is not a space, of course. It is whatever is not observed, whatever is not system. So we got observance with all the criteria we just introduced. And then we got system. Observance is basically the system. We can phrase it like that. We can argue about that in detail. But for right now, I would say just think of the system as observance in operation, in actuality. And whatever is not system, whatever is not actual observance is the environment of the system. And this distinction is very important because the system itself is also an observance. So what do we need for an observance? We need those four things. We need a difference. We need to mark one side of the difference. And we need reference and further process within the system. So if we observe the system itself, we need this difference. Falling standing is not the right difference in this case. But if we want to observe the system, we need the system on one side and the environment of the system. So system and whatever is not system. And then we can mark one side of it and say this is system. And in this case, it's self-referential because we can't say it's a system tree or whatever, it's system. And then we further process it. So system is the difference of system and environment, system and not system. Then we mark one side of this difference, that would be system. And the referencing part is a little tricky. It's self-referential because apart from system, there is nothing else we could reference it to. But let's just say that's not a problem and it absolutely is not a problem. And if this observance of system is further processed within the system, we got our boxes checked and we observed the system. So important is that system is defined as the difference of system and environment of system and whatever is not system. So the system, and that is super interesting, is per definition only observable by actualizing this difference of system, not system, or system environment of the system. And therefore, the environment of the system is at least implicitly defined as the necessary precondition, in this case, I would say presupposition of the system. And this is a very interesting realization but we must be careful here. There is, let's just say, a system, and then there's everything else that is not the system. And what is what this theory implies 
is that this environment of the system, namely everything that is not system, is the necessary precondition, respectively presupposition of the system. I know how awful all that sounds, but it gets better, I promise. Um, because there are wonderful implications if we play with this a little. Um, and I would play with this in the next podcast, because for right now, I think that it's very dense. I understand that. It's hard to follow. And probably only you will only listen to this if you're really into systems theory. But if you are, you can really explore with, with this theory and really find wonderful applications in nature protection and I think in every other field too. So let's play with this a little. I mean, just um, an outlook for the next podcast, really. So we had system on one hand again and whatever is not system on the other. And let's just find differences like that. We could say, try out the, the difference of culture and nature. So what is system? Definitely culture. What is not system? That's nature. So we have a different difference now, a different difference, a different um, pair of opposites we can play with. We have culture on the one hand and we have nature on the other side. And what would follow according to the theory's logic? Is nature the necessary precondition of culture then? Then culture would be an emergence out of nature, right? And that's how we play with systems theory concepts for nature protection. So next time I would like to explore the differences between culture and nature and what we can learn from systems theory about this difference. What are the implications for nature protection if we see nature as the necessary precondition of culture? Okay, that's where it gets really interesting. And this is where I wanted to go, but I couldn't just jump to it. I needed to lay a foundation for it. So I needed to bring in a few theories different systems theory to understand it, to, to really dig deep with it. And if we dig deep, I think there are wonderful implications and really fruitful ideas and concepts that we can um, explore here. So what are the implications for nature protection if we see nature as the necessary precondition of culture? And what does it mean in this context, context um, for our culture of nature protection if culture is understood as functionalized nature? Is culture, in fact, functionalized nature? That's the question mark. Uh, is nature the unmarked space of culture? And what does that mean for nature protection? What does it mean if we functionalize nature? Is this still nature or are we already in culture? You know, and if we only protect functionalized nature, is this sufficient to make sure that the necessary preconditions for our culture are stay intact? 
So let's talk about that. But let's talk about that next time. And again, it's super dense, I understand. But, oh, and we have a listener. <laughs> you can ask questions. Welcome. Okay, probably next time. Okay, see you next time. Ciao.